Hello, welcome to this episode of J Chats the Podcast. This one is with the amazing, incredibly talented Jemima Hughes. She's a poet, and if you've seen any of her stuff, you'll know how good she is. If not, where have you been? Check her out. It's a long episode, so I'm just going to get straight into it. Enjoy. We'll just start off with your two truths and a lie. Um, yeah, and if man. you don't mind, I'll give you a couple of questions on them so I can try and figure out what's what as well. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, that sounds fun. Fire away when you're ready. All right, so, number one. I used to be seventh in the UK in trampolining. Number two. The first time someone asked me who my favourite poet was, I said Shakespeare because I panicked and couldn't recall any other poets. <laughs> and number three. I once climbed a 100-foot light-up Christmas tree in public and reached the top, and it got filmed and put on YouTube. Brilliant. Um, (laughs) 100-foot Christmas tree. Yeah, man. Right, okay. Um, I obviously have plenty of questions. Um, Yeah, you do. I'm going to go with, when did this person ask you about your favourite poet? Favourite poet was when I was getting a tattoo done. And it was my tattoo artist. Right. That is that normal tattoo talk? Or I think anything is normal tattoo talk, isn't it? She she knew I was a poet, so uh, Right, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So you just panicked and just went with Shakespeare. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and to be fair, I say I say I panicked and couldn't recall any poets. I think it was more that I panicked because I didn't know any poets at the time. <laughs> Felt, felt like I should. Uh, who is your favourite poet, if it isn't Shakespeare, or is it still say Shakespeare? Um, no, it's not Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't know whether you've ever heard of a band called Tank and the Bangers. No, I've not. That's the normal reaction I get, is no. <laughs> Although they are, they are pretty, pretty big, but I think maybe more so in America. So the right. band Tank and the Bangers, I first heard them on a tiny desk concert on YouTube. And mm-hmm. if anybody listening to this has never seen Tank I love Bangers, Tiny Desk. Tiny I love desk. it up. Oh, look Tank it up. The... It is so Tank. good. Oh, my gosh. Tank and the Bangers. And Bangers is B-A-N-G-A-S, in case anybody's wanting to okay. search that. Um, so, yeah, I watched them. And they're a jazz-turned-spoken-word kind of band. And the, the woman who is the lead, like, does the vocals. Yeah. Um, She's also, a, like, multi-poetry slam champion and stuff. Um, so she is actually my favourite poet. And her her name is Terriana Tankball, I think, is the, the right way of saying her name. But obviously she is the tank part of Tank and the Right, Bangers. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I, do you know what? I'm, I'm in the same situation. I, since I, I only started doing poetry in, like, Jan. Um, but people say to me, it's, oh, it's quite decent, it's it's good, it's whatever. And then they go, oh, who's your favourite poet? And I don't, I, I still don't really know many poets. And then I just tell them rappers, but I tell them yeah. their real names. So they just kind of go, oh, I've not heard of that one. So they'd be like, who's your favourite poet? I'd be like, oh, um, Kane Robinson. And they'd be like, oh, I've not heard of him before. I was like, yeah, you, you probably haven't. It's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> but it just, it sounds like I know these really niche poets, but I don't. Yeah, but like rapping is, I mean, I don't know whether rappers would appreciate this. I don't, I don't really know any to ask, but um, are you like rap and poetry are similar? Like it is poetic. Yeah, 
Well, a lot of them have poetry books that they write that start that a lot of their raps start off as poems and then yeah. develop into like raps. I don't know if you know who Laurel Carner is. He released a poetry book with his last album that was all of his notes and stuff that t- and things that turned into songs and bits and bobs like that, which started out as poetry. So I think oh, that's I think awesome. About the same, aren't they? Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Right, next one. When did you discover the talent of trampolining? I started trampolining when I was, uh, I was either eight or nine years old. And I did okay. it for a very long time. I did it for like 10 years and then quit for a bit and then went back again. And I used to coach. And yeah, but traveled, traveled around. All right. Okay. At what point was you seventh in the UK? Uh, I think I was about 14 okay. at the time. Was, what, was there like a big tournament or something and you finished seventh or? Yeah, right. So every single year there would be loads of different competitions, but then there would be like the the bigger competition at some point during the year and it would repeat every year and you would be split into age groups so at the time okay. if I was 14 I would have been in like the either 13 14 14 15 age group and right, okay. you compete yeah. against everybody else in that age group and you're placed and the top eight would at, the, at that time the top eight would be placed with trophies okay okay that makes yeah. sense the one that I'm really interested about is this Christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> like this is I, I just need to know everything yeah oh, where, everything. Where, was okay. where, where was it how old was you why was you climbing the tree why did someone record it what just <laughs> all right so it was about uh, so three or four years ago just before I started doing poetry right. um we were on a night out it was in Stockport and there is a massive Christmas tree that gets put up every year a uh, hundred foot tall and it's not like I'm not talking like a Christmas tree with like what they call like spines I don't know a better word the spines yeah. on the Christmas like <laughs> like, like a like a green Christmas tree that you right, grow okay. in a yeah. field yeah it was um it was like like I don't even know what material it would be but it was made out of these giant same metal just for the sake of argument's sake um giant metal star shapes that light up right Okay. And uh, so it was climbable and I was drunk. <laughs> um, don't I mean, try this I mean, at home. How, so how old was you when you climbed up this tree? Uh, how old am I now? 28. I was probably 24-ish. Right. Because, I mean, yeah. it impresses me that you've managed to climb up a tree while you was drunk. Thanks. I wasn't, I must admit, I wasn't wasted. I was, I was tipsy. Right, okay. Okay, okay. But there was a lot of chant there was a lot of chanting, name chanting <laughs> and a bit of you crazy fool get down and a lot of you crazy fool keep going. Right, okay. And obviously you leaned into that one. Was there did you did you Really? What did you do at the top? Was it just like a little how did and did you get how did you get back down? Like I'm I've got <laughs> climbed. Like it was the coming back down was not filmed. <laughs> and was terrifying and longer way longer winded than the going up um the, there was nothing particularly exciting at the top except hitting the final star at the top and then realizing <laughs> i had to get all the way back down again brilliant <laughs> ah. oh you've got a tough decision on yeah, your hands yeah i have i have i have i have aren't i they're just all so believable don't you think yeah 
I mean, I can't, I don't want to go with the Christmas tree because I'm, I really want it to be true. I like really, really want it to be true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am, I'm going to go with the trampoline one as the lie. Okay. okay. That's your final answer. That is my, I'm locking it in. That is my final answer. All right. You are wrong. The lie? the lie was the Christmas tree. Oh, why? Why would you do that to me? Okay, hang on, hang on. It's not all over. Okay, so that is a true story, but it wasn't me who did it. My best mate did that. Right, okay. So I should have had so, her on the podcast instead. Uh, him, right. but yes. And if, right. <laughs> if, you, if anybody would like to see what happened, it is on YouTube. There's a video. If you, if you type in, like, Guy Climbs Christmas Tree... It's, Obviously, um, it's probably everyone types into YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's got like 11,000 views and he like, yeah, he didn't know it was being filmed, I don't think. And then it suddenly ended up on on YouTube the day after and it would kind of uh, got sent around Facebook and everything. <laughs> that is brilliant. As soon as <laughs> this is finished, that is the first thing that I'm doing. <laughs> I would suggest you do because it's insane. And like genuinely, if anybody's listening to this, don't fucking do it. <laughs> absolutely stupid please children do not try this at home do not try this at home don't go to liverpool and climb the christmas tree at christmas don't tell them if i knew him i was not there when he did it and if i was i would have told him to get the fuck down don't do that that's just a brilliant story yeah right okay um we'll get we'll get started with a couple of questions then and just see kind of see where it goes first one i've got is do you consider yourself creative yeah, definitely. I'm always either like writing or drawing or singing or making something. I'm like that really lame auntie that makes her <laughs> niece and nephew birthday cards instead of buying them because I'm really cheap. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty creative. Um, but also, like I go through patches of just not wanting to do anything like that. I think it does yeah. take energy to be creative and sometimes I don't have the energy to be creative so if I'm not feeling it then no pressure and I just like do something different really fair enough naturally yeah I was gonna say has that been like you I was gonna say the dawn of time since you were young or is that something that's kind of came out later on yeah no since the dawn of time as you would say (laughs) since the dinosaurs Um, yeah it's been a thing um (laughs) But uh, it's probably been more prevalent over the last few years, I would say. Okay. Any reason for that or just it just kind of happened? I think just the writing started over the last three three years mm. and I got completely sucked into it and it was a massive coping mechanism for me. And mm. my best mate who has helped me through a really tough time is super creative and I think we've just spent so much time together and bounced off each other. And... It's wild how I didn't really realize that this could happen, but like being around someone so creative, I think boosted my creativity and made me tap into mine more. So, yeah, I I totally hear that. Like I like I was saying to you earlier, I've um I only started doing poetry in January, um, and prior to that, I started doing stand up comedy in November. Uh, but nice before that, I hadn't really done anything like that at all and if someone said to me oh jay you're gonna write poetry i'd be like shut up that's never gonna happen like i don't know what you're talking about and then as i started doing it i got into the i don't know if you've heard of like the gobs collective in nottingham it's like just a poetry group 
And after me, like you said, after meeting everyone that's really into it and doing it, I've absolutely loved it. And I'm like writing stuff all the time. So yeah, yeah. I totally, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. When you when you're around people and you know people that are just putting that kind of energy around you, you kind of just bounce off it because none of my other mates do anything like this. So since I started knowing people, it is a lot. I don't know. You just feel like, oh, that's cool. I can do that. I can do that. I can give that a go. Even if I'm terrible, you're like, oh, yeah, why not? Yeah. And like you find that the creative community as well is super supportive and encouraging. Mm. So they make you feel like you can do it as well. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's less holding you back when you've got people behind you telling you you can do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. But also I think I've gone through the opposite as well, where being around mm. a lot of creative people, especially doing the same kind of thing you do, like if they're writers as well and if they're performers yeah. as well, you can also get to, I, I know I've had p- points where I've been like, right, I, d- I just need to not hear anybody else's work right now because it's almost distracting mm. me from what yeah. I do and take like you got you kind of if especially if you love what someone does, you have to remind yourself what you do and not try and copy yeah. what someone or else is how- doing far ahead they might be they might have been doing it for 10 years or something you've been doing it for two months exactly so true yeah. like some especially when you look up to people like i love um like neil hillborn and mm. um sabrina benheim and i w- went to watch them live like a year or two ago whenever it was mm. and i was just like just starting out and i had to remind myself how long they'd been doing it and what age they were in comparison to me and how much experience they had in writing that I just had none of, you know? Yeah. Um, because you do just get to the point where you're like, how, holy crap, they're good. And then you have to yeah. remind yourself that you are good. You're just not the same. Like you do, everybody's different. You bring something unique and it's fine. Yeah. I was going to say, so it was it your mate that got you into all of this or was that, did you get into it and then start doing more stuff with your mate around it? if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But no, he didn't, he didn't get me into it. It's just been a, like a bit of a, a massive support that's kept me maybe mm. going with it at times. But I actually got into it because like three years ago or so, I, I had started having a mental breakdown after a buildup of like 10 years of suppressing trauma and not dealing with it. Yeah. It just built up, built up, built up. And I, I just thought, I was getting on with my life, you know, and doing what you were supposed to do when something bad happens, you just get on with it. That was how Mm. I thought I was supposed to be behaving. And it, it ended up catching up with me and I ended up in a massive breakdown to the point where, um, like panic attacks took over my life and I was having them all day at work in any scenario. I was having them all night sleeping like Mm. half an hour to two hours during the night. It was really bad. And didn't realize that it was that bad at the time. So it just kept getting worse. Yeah. Um, And to the point where like your body, your body and your brain's defense mechanisms are extremely impressive. And there's a lot of memory loss now for me from that time of my life. Really? How how bad it was. Yeah. Like I, my friend fills in a lot of the gaps for me because he was there through a lot of it. Um, But basically I started writing to help me to cope with all these such intense feelings and Mm. the, the first poem that I wrote was called Unorthodox and it was a poem that I wrote about panic attacks because of them being such a problem in my life at the time. And I actually wrote it for my best mate to kind of understand from my point of view how it felt to have a panic attack because he was on the other side of it, like watching it happen and trying to understand Mm. 
how he should deal with it. And so I just started writing and then like to think now, three years on that poem, Unorthodox is now the title poem in my first collection, which is like a whole collection that, that followed after that poem about my mental health journey. And I just, I just kept writing every time I felt um, like I needed to let something out, but I never ever wrote thinking anybody would read it or hear it. Like I was literally mm. just doing it because I needed to get these feelings out and try and help people, the closest people to me to understand. Like, yeah, so what's, that they what's help going me. on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was actually why I started doing it. But if you asked one of my other friends, her name is Lisa, and she would tell mm. you that I started writing poems when I wrote a poem for her wedding, which is technically true, which happened like a year before my breakdown. But she likes right. to take she likes to take a bit of credit for the fact that I now do poetry. <laughs> She's like, it all started at my wedding. Um, yeah, it was so all yeah, me. I did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was such a good friend that you were able to write a poem about me, is what she would say. Um, and then, so technically, I started there. But no, the 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 career, more career type poetry that I do, just mm. started from a breakdown. So well, it's, it's good yeah, to hear you're not so in that it was an intense space anymore, and it, and it and it and it helped so much because I I've heard other people say stuff like similar to that that they've got to a point where they didn't know where else to turn or where to go to and then they've ended up just just writing basically and it's helped them more than yeah anything that they thought it would um do you still do you still do that now when you're feeling kind of like lost and don't really like and you're not feeling like your head's in a good space do you just pull out your book or your phone or whatever you write on and then just just write away yeah I do sometimes I think I have a lot of I have so many coping mechanisms now, whereas back then that was really the only one mm. I had. Um, whereas I've I've yeah. done a lot of different things over the years, taken a lot of different therapies and worked towards like trying to understand myself a bit better. Um, and so I do still write, like if I've got something I want to say or if a good line comes mm. into my head, I'll, I've got notes galore, like most poets, just so many <laughs> notes in my phone. Um, yeah. And then I'll pull them out. But I think like, Back then, because I'd never, all the stuff that I was having a breakdown over, I'd never properly spoken about it or dealt with it. So I just had a backlog right. of so much I needed to say. I had so much to say. And now, and now out, like, yeah. all of that is out. Yeah, all that is out now. Mm. And it's out there for anybody to, like, try and hopefully relate to. Um, so I don't, I don't do it quite so much, but it's just because my coping mechanisms are different. And mm. I also like to give give the time to the poems that I have already written as well and let them have their moment yeah. because I think they speak a lot for for what I've been through and hopefully and, yeah, relatable and for that moment people. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kinda hear that. I can imagine that as your head's feeling like it's getting into a better space, you're able to take on different strategies, different ideas and find other things that, that work for you, aren't you? Because because your head's kind of receptive to it isn't it yeah exactly and once you've when you get to a place like I was in such a dark place where I genuinely I look back now and I go I I just don't know how I'm here like I didn't expect Mm. to be my mate it's my mates who have kind of been the closest ones to me through it say exactly the same um they're like not quite sure how it happened but you know here to tell the tale kind of thing um and I just don't necessarily need to be diving 
down into the depths of my despair like I used to with yeah. my writing because I've already yeah, yeah. done it and um like I'm at a different point in my recovery now to what I was mm. in then I was still in that place where I needed to dive down into those parts of my past and yeah I think now sometimes it's good to do it and sometimes it's not healthy too so you just have to be mindful yeah. of it it kind of like depends whereabouts you are in that journey doesn't it yeah, exactly. And I think when I was having therapy as well and still bringing things mm. back up, it was good to write about it. Um, yeah. I'm planning on getting some some more therapy as soon as I can, but it's a different kind of therapy now because things have moved forward. Um, okay. And so maybe that'll bring up some more stuff that I want to write about. You never know. But we'll see. Take it as it comes. Yeah, I, f- I find it it's crazy because it, it does help so many people, doesn't it? But I, I find it crazy just how much writing stuff down is helpful to people uh, it's uh, it's like one thing to think about it one thing to try and think you've processed it but a lot of people i've spoken to have said a similar sort of thing where they said when i've started to write stuff down and write about something it just feels completely different to anything else mad how much it can help as well yeah it's it's such i, I read something about why writing was such a good a good tool for people that have been through something traumatic or mental health wise or, or something. Mm. And it was really interesting to read and I wish I could recall it now, but of course I can't, but God. like there is, there's like, <laughs> there is a good research to say that writing about how you're feeling is, is such a helpful tool if you can. Mm. Um, and you know, I always say to people, if they're like wondering about writing their emotions, just write as though no one is ever going to hear it because nobody, nobody ever has to read that. Um, yeah and it's just it it gets a weight out of your mind and Mm. there was things that I wrote I wrote them to burn them like sometimes you just need to let like see it disappear or something yeah um I remember burning an old diary that I'd wrote from literally from 10 years ago when I was going through the trauma at the time and it just happened and uh, me and my mate went to a park it was the most like anticlimactic thing because we took a we took a lighter and we took the diary we went to a pub we had a drink I read the diary to him and then we went to a park and we took out ripped out all the pages and burnt all of the pages but the lighter was like running out so it kept like fizzling out and like it just wouldn't burn and we were like god damn it it just went away and like all of these pages were like talking about trauma and like this I'd been through an abusive relationship so it was about this like guy that I just like is the worst memory in my mind and he was still not letting me burn him (laughs) I was like he's so stubborn he won't fuck off (laughs) it just wouldn't catch fire Uh, but eventually we managed to like yeah we managed to eventually get it all to burn and then we drove to a body of water and threw the, the lighter away and it was very dramatic but it was exactly what I needed and I just think you know if you have something like that and you just need to get rid of it god do it yeah. it's therapeutic do it. yeah that, that physical it. aspect of just doing it again children don't burn things it. in your house please god, take, take guys them, just take don't to a park and burn don't it in the climb park christmas please. trees don't climb christmas trees and don't burn things yeah. And while you're at it, don't oh, climb Christmas trees and then burn things. Because I don't, I can't imagine don't that do it in the either. Same night. No, <laughs> don't don't climb to the top of the Christmas tree with a lighter and burn something. It's not it's not worth it. Honestly, uh, I'm such a, such a great influence. Brilliant. <laughs> but um, no, like rip rip it, rip it up instead. <laughs> rip it up. Throw it in the bin. 
take your trash out. Done. <laughs> I think that'd be more anticlimactic than trying to burn it on a park bench, to be honest with you. Just just putting it out just, and then just waking up at seven o'clock to watch the binman put it into the into the You just cut to the scene of you like pulling the bin down the drive and it's like really <laughs> morbid. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look, is it? You know it'll be raining and everything and you just be like, Oh, what's the point of this? I could have just burned it in the kitchen. In your slippers and your dressing gown, <laughs> dragging your bin to the end of the drive. Yeah. No, go to a park and burn it, but choose a lighter that works. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They, 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 there's life tips for you if you ever need them. There you go. Oh my god, um, this has gone off on a tangent. So uh, obviously, just yeah, it wasn't even. I think we got one question in. Never mind. <laughs> so, with your like creative process of writing poems, is it just as and when they come to you, or do you kind of sit down and go, "I want to write a poem about this," and then go about it? Yeah. So I tend to just write notes in my phone for a long time first. So like if an idea comes to me and if it's like a concept for a whole poem, like it's a whole Mm. topic that I want to talk about and I know I can make a whole poem out of it, it will go in a separate note in my phone and then all the notes for that poem will start going in and it will take me weeks to build up those those notes. Okay. Or if I just like come up with a line that I like and I'm like, that's really fucking good. Then I put it in like <laughs> a random note section in my phone. And then when I decide to write the poem, like it will get to a point where I've got a, a subject for a poem and I'm like, that's kind of ready now. I can see all okay. the notes that I've got creating a poem. Then mm-hmm. I will write all of the notes out onto pieces of paper and then I have an art easel on my desk with a board on it. And all of the pieces okay. of paper get stuck up on the board. And when I'm ready, which is nev- not, sometimes it's not straight away. Like mm. if you're ever just not ready to write, don't be hard on yourself. Cause like people go months without writing and then you can come back and write again. Like yeah. it's not the end of the world. Um, just when I'm ready, those notes are kind of already a poem. I just have to put them in the right order and make them link together. And then, yeah, they all come down one by one off the board and create a poem. Okay, and, and then you kind of like build it up like that. Yeah, um, my poems tend to be quite long. I don't know why I, I write long poems. So yeah, I was, was going to say like ages. roughly how, how long are they? Because I saw, I remember, I think you put something up on Instagram where you was putting together a poem and you just, I didn't know what was going on because you had like, 25 pieces of paper all on the desk in front of you and I remember looking at going what is happening and I just kind of was like ah that yeah this looks crazy interesting I need to ask you about what's going on here but yeah it makes sense like you said you have little bits and then you start piecing them together and all that yeah exactly and like all those notes I I always have too many like I know they don't always go in like sometimes Mm. I have notes left and then they go in my phone and they'll go on a different poem but um, I have to start with everything that could possibly go in this poem up in front of me. Um, and normally yeah. they end up mm. being maybe th- between three and 10 minutes long, like my longest ones are 10 minutes. But because I speak okay. them, I don't, I don't really think about how, how yeah. many words are on the page. I think more about how it's going to sound. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, it's more of like a performance than yeah. a page poem. It's funny, I've got the same same thing in my phone where I've just got random lines that's just crazy long that I've yeah. just thought of and that's sick. That needs, that needs to just go in somewhere. I don't know where or when or how, but it does need to go somewhere. 
have you ever had a moment where you've come up with like a really sick line but you're in a situation where you're like I can't write this down right now and you just feel really like awkward <laughs> yeah well I, I tend to come up with them in the car while I'm driving same yes yeah. and, and sometimes I've genuinely pulled over um sometimes I can't pull over I've tried pulling my phone up, getting a voice note out, but I can't do that while I'm driving. I'm just waiting for a red light or something. Um, but what I've ended up doing is just repeating, like a, like a like a madman, just like repeating myself the two, three lines that I've thought of over and over and over again until I've got a chance to stop. Um, but there's been some times where I've been in a situation where I shouldn't really be like pulling my phone out or writing something down. I've just went... I'm really sorry. You're just going to have to wait one minute and just pulled my phone out and wrote it down and then just carried on. And they was like, what was that? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just carry on whatever you were talking about. <laughs> I hear you. You you do exactly what I do. I pull over if I'm in the car. I wake up if I'm asleep. If I'm in a conversation, I'm like, I'm sorry. I just I just thought of a line. You're going to have to bear with <laughs> Like Sometimes a conversation with someone sparks creativity. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, if I don't write this down, I'm never remembering this. So it's going down right now whilst you're in front of me. I do tell them though. I'm like, I just thought yeah. the lines to so just wait there a minute. <laughs> See, I, I, I sometimes feel like I'm not going to tell them what I'm doing because some of our mates, I know for a fact, will just take the piss. Um, yeah, they don't and, get it. Yeah, yeah, because they don't do anything like that. They'll just be like, what the fuck are you doing that for? But the funniest thing is when, they've, when they have said something like that to me, they're like, oh, let me have a look then. Then I've went, oh, here you go. And they've read it. They've went, Huh. that's quite decent that okay. is. and I was like yeah I told you I was like yeah I told you man like just, just let me let me do it. he's like oh I'll let you off then what? then they're like then I can see them for the next like 10 minutes like wanting to say like what else have you written have you got anything else I can read but they don't want to sound like they're too interested and then I've ended up just being like do you want to read some more man and he's like yeah yeah I do yeah yeah please yeah do you ever find that though because like again maybe from a performance poet rather mm. than so much page but like people hear the word poetry and I think they have this idea in their head if they don't like if they don't know poetry and they don't come to poetry gigs and they don't know yeah. poets they just have this preconceived idea of what it is and it's probably like a Shakespeare idea in their head yeah 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 and then, 100% like, you start like either you show them like your notes in your phone or they read something or they see a video or they hear a voice clip of something you've done and they're like mm. oh that's what you do yeah, oh, that's yeah, not yeah. poetry. Like that's some, yeah, like I'm yeah, actually yeah, yeah. interested in that. <laughs> like, that. Welcome literally, to modern day. <laughs> literally, I have that conversation with so many people. So, like, I might try and explain to someone. They're like, "Oh, yeah, I, they see that I put some poetry things up that I'm doing, like on Instagram or whatever," um, and they'll go, "Oh, so so what do you do?" I said, "Oh, poetry, bit of spoken word and stuff." And they're like, "Oh, what's that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's just," I was like, "It's just, it just." is what it is i don't really know how to describe it to you apart from this this is just, and i was like, and i'll show them some more i'll read them some and then they go oh that's just that's just like you're rapping without music and i was like yeah but that's the same thing but it's just yes. not quite the same thing and then they're like but why didn't you just say that and i was like well because it's because i don't i'm not a rapper but I don't even like to call myself a poet to be fair but like i'm not, I'm not a rapper i've written a bit of poetry that that flows quite well because a lot of my stuff because i've listened to rap since i can literally since i can remember um a lot of my stuff kind of has its bases in that so nice. if someone's reading it they'll be like oh this is just a rap jam and i was like yeah but it's 
I don't think it is really because I've not done it to no, I've not done it to music. I've not done it to anything like that. And they're like, yeah, but it just is. And they, like you said, trying to get it across to people is just it's strange. Yeah, but it's then just, they're all into it. Yeah, I think it's like a familiarity thing. Is people are maybe more familiar with rap in some yeah. in some cases, and so that's what they they hear it as. Um, and also, if like I said, if they hear poetry as something quite old-fashioned and like there's certain mm. rules to it like whereas nowadays with poetry we we all break the rules let's face it we just make it yeah. up as we go well just I do, do, what do want, yeah. like yeah um I think it's all I think art and expression is all about breaking the rules so like and creating new ones and I think mm. they that sometimes maybe people don't realize what poetry can be until they like hear something a bit more modern um how you said you're like creative process so have you ever just kind of just sat down and written a poem oh just like without without kind of notes because you know what I think the only time I can remember doing that was right back at the beginning when I wrote my first poem I would have mm. done it with that one because I didn't know what was happening I was just kind of writing yeah um surprising that went surprisingly well considering thinking back like considering mm. I had no experience <laughs> and I still perform that one now so that was lucky <laughs> uh, and the only other ones I've really done that with was so I used to I used to really not sleep well at all. And I was Mm. a bit of an insomniac and I used to write on my bedroom walls. I used to wake up in the night and write poems on my walls. And I, uh, I would write like it, they weren't long. They were like a few few verses. (laughs) And, uh, I would write them. I'd just literally (laughs) come up with some rhyming words and rhyme the end of the lines and write them on my walls. But, Mm. um, I don't think I've really done it since then because they're, they're always so long. I just yeah there's there's a lot of kind of prep that goes in to into them yeah yeah it's more than just kind of what's just come out of your head in a spurt kind of thing yeah and also I don't know whether you found this but like once you start because I never intended on sharing my stuff publicly but then once I did Mm. start sharing it publicly and particularly when I'd started performing and started getting that feedback Mm. and that people were relating and, and were like complimenting the performances and the poems and stuff and at the point like you you described that point where you were like you'd had so many comments on it you actually started to realize that it was good and that people weren't just humoring you at that point I got way more conscious of the the next poems that I write need to be good kind of thing and I think that kind of altered me just sitting down and writing and made me take loads of notes and and have a bit more of a system Mm. which I'm not saying is even a good thing like there's no like Mm. right or wrong way to do it but I think that just had a bit of an effect on how I wrote and made me come up with a way that kind of suited me and it just it wasn't to just sit down and write a poem it was to create notes and then yeah like build it build it up yeah and like work my way through it build it exactly it was like building yeah Mm. exactly I wrote this last night at three in the morning. What do you think? And people were like, oh, that's really good. It's with this, it's that. It really works. And I, and I, then I was like, I don't know. Then I went back and read it a couple of times and I was like, that actually worked. Maybe I should just write more when I'm half asleep at three in the morning and don't really know what's going on. Like, Oh, dude, I feel that. Mm. I've definitely done that half asleep writing thing. Um, you do. You, I think because... I don't know, your mind goes mad, doesn't it? When it's mm. when you're tired as well and your thought processes, yeah. I think, change a little bit. And um, especially if you do, if you're in like a, if you dream a lot and you, your mind's just racing with all different thoughts, mm. 
I think maybe being tired or even in like a half sleep state sometimes. I remember waking up and I had notes in my phone that I'd, and it was like, it was basically a coherent poem. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I just don't, don't remember, remember doing it. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so apparently at that point I was writing poems in my sleep, but that, that was. <laughs> that, that's the dream, isn't it? Like just, <laughs> just, just on autopilot, you can just write brilliant stuff. Yeah, exactly. But to be fair at that time, I, when people are, like ask me about the book and like how did you write the book I'm like I feel like it wrote itself because I was in such a surreal state of mind yeah when I was writing those poems I like mm. I can't remember writing a lot of them yeah but but yeah I, I definitely did I'm not like I'm not plagiarizing <laughs> <laughs> it's my own work I swear but <laughs> I just don't really remember a lot of it <laughs> mm. I mean I'm sure you will have done but have you written anything overnight and then um because I've got one of those phone I've got a little an old note with a pen so I am um, write loads of my stuff in it and I wake up in the morning and I read back what I've written and some of it's absolute horseshit yeah I've just read it and just went what on earth was was I thinking and I remember the night before going that was really good I'm gonna pick that up tomorrow and then going back to sleep and then read it in the morning was like yeah that needs to go that needs to disappear no one can read that it's not even I, I love know it when it that happens. You know what? If mm. I, I tend to, um, if that happens, and it's definitely happened to me as well, I post mm. it in my in my stories on social media and just laugh about <laughs> it because they're so bad. I'm like, actually, don't know what I was supposed to be saying. Don't know what yeah. I was talking about. Not coherent. Doesn't words sense. missing everything. It's so funny when that happens. I'm like, and I also look back at. Like I've got notes for days in my phone that span over the last three years mm. and some in like old notebooks. And I can look, I could scroll back through those and be like, what the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> that is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. But like, and I'm, I'm the first person as well. If somebody showed me something, I'd be like, yeah, but you know, it's your art and it's what you were feeling at the time. And yeah. Whatever. But if it's me, I'm like, that's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What is that? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> And you call uh, yourself a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one for you. When did you when did you become happy calling yourself a poet? Oh, it's such a weird one, isn't it? So like mm. to be fair, I think I was I jumped on it fairly quickly. Like I I think it was mm. probably when I started headlining maybe and I thought, well that's cool because now I'm getting mm. paid and I'm getting booked and I'm like, mm. okay, so and you know, I think it was it was down to other people as well being as lovely as they were and just being like when at any time I would put what down what I was doing as we do, we go, Oh, you know, it's all right, like it's not it's not that great. Like I'm not really a poet. Yeah. And I had yeah. like people being super supportive and saying, No, you you are and I started mm. to believe it and then when you start and when you realise as well that like I try to remember and say to other people as well it's easier to get other people to believe in something that you believe in. So if you believe in yourself, yeah. it's it's easier to get other people to believe in you as well. And when you're doing something like you're on stage trying to get your point across in a poem about mental health and you want people mm. to believe it and understand it and accept it and acknowledge it, it you've got to believe in what you're doing. And I think it was when I realised that, that I wanted people to believe in me as much as I did, then I started mm. like actually speaking like it was what I did and started saying yeah like literally if someone asks me now what do you do I say I'm a poet and I do have another job I work in a yoga studio but okay. primarily for me that's, I, I say that's where you put yourself yeah 
yeah I say this is what I want to do this is what my this is where my passion is this is what I spend most of my time Mm. doing and yeah you know you own it man and you know what Mm. as well I think I got to a point where I was like nobody's correcting me (laughs) nobody's telling me I'm not a poet I'm gonna tell more people I'm a poet and now everybody believes I'm a poet and it just like spiraled out of control a little self-fulfilling prophecy in that (laughs) definitely just do it you you want to be a skydiver you don't even need a plane just tell people you're a skydiver (laughs) I might just start telling people I'm Batman I couldn't yeah Mm. Yeah, man, you don't need a bat costume. <laughs> <laughs> or the su- or like the superhero or just, vibe. Yeah, or just any abilities or anything to just... <laughs> I mean, I get injured when I try, when I come down the stairs, so I don't know how I'd cope jumping off rooftops and yeah, that. Yeah, but, but Batman doesn't. So if you tell people that you're Batman, your injuries <laughs> will fade away, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I really hope that does work. Yeah, that'd, sol- that'd solve a lot of problems for me, to be honest with you. I think you. we should all just start channeling what we really want, so... Let's just let's just start uh, telling each other what we really are. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to be going to everybody saying such absurd shit now. People are going to think I've lost it. I'm going to see someone like I'm, I'm going to go see my brother um, after this. He's going to be like, oh, "How you doing?" I'll be like, "I am Batman." And I <laughs> have a new career. I am Batman. I'm going to come up with different things every day. This is, is this is my... <laughs> this is how I became a poet. This is so sad. It's decided that I was one. <laughs> uh, I think that's brilliant though. Like, because I mean, I had to write a um, a bio for myself the other day, um, and someone wanted me to do a, like a, a headline spot that was part poetry, part comedy, and I had to write a little bio, and I, f- I felt horrible writing it because you like I wrote it in the third person. I was like. Jay's this, Jay's that, Jay does this, Jay's work is like this. And I remember being like, oh, what am I doing? Who's who's going to believe this? And like, literally, I said, my mate was like, just say it. Like, no one knows you. Like, so yeah. going to believe whatever you say. You could say you're this or that, or you've been doing it for 15 years. They're just going to go, oh, fair enough. It's like job applications. You <laughs> you exaggerate that truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, in all seriousness, like, I'm not about lying, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but also, like, if you're doing something and you're like, oh, like, if you if you are making music but you don't class yourself as a musician, mm. I'm telling you right now, you are a, mus- a musician. Yeah, ne- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instead, magician, that nearly went wrong. <laughs> but if you do magic tricks and you don't class yourself as a magician, I'm telling you <laughs> right you now, are you, are a- <laughs> you are a magician. And if you, if you write... And you don't class yourself as a writer, but you write and you're passionate about it and it's what you do. I'm telling you, you are a writer. I believe mm. in you. Believe in yourself. Make others believe in you. Like if yeah. you if you don't if you don't believe in yourself, it's way harder for other people to believe in you. And so I know it's difficult to do that and we don't we don't always feel like we can. And I definitely have my off days where I'm like massive imposter syndrome. What the hell mm. am I doing? How am I getting away with this? Like what what am I really doing here? And then I'll take a minute to look back at everything I've written and what I'm doing and just remind myself that actually no I deserve to be where I am I mm. am a poet because I write poetry and I sh- you know like I, you don't even have to share your poetry I was going to say I share it but yeah. you don't even have to share you it to be to, a yeah. poet um so you just got to believe in what you're doing so important and mm. um for anyone who doesn't believe in themselves I absolutely believe in you so I'll believe in you until you do because it's it's a massive part of like 
finding something you're passionate about, I think, is believing in yourself and knowing that you can go out and do whatever you want to do with regards mm. to like especially creative things. Just go go get it. It's, it's, it's a strange one, it is, because I obviously say those sorts of things to kids on a weekly basis. Yeah. Like, you are you're brilliant, you can do this, just do it. And then when it came to me doing the comedy and the poetry and this and that, I just wouldn't. And so I, I don't know where it happened, but I just got to a point and I was like, oh, I am just going to rebrand everything right now. Um, and that's when I, like, because my Instagram and everything's at Sandu Writes. And so is Twitter, everything like that. The YouTube, everything's like at Sandu Writes. And I was like, fuck it, this is what I want to do. I remember just sitting there, kind of like you said, kind of going, this is if I had a choice of what I could do as a job, this is what I want to do. So fuck it. Mm, I'm just, gonna, yeah. I'm just going to do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like I don't care. Um, and like you said, no one's questioned me yet. So yeah, exactly. Keep, I think keep going we get, with it. we're so ingrained to like care what other people think. And so we, mm. we immediately think, well, what, what will someone else say about it? And you'll find mm. if you go in and you go in and do something you want to do, actually, Everyone is so absorbed in what they're doing, which is absolutely fine. It's not selfish to be selfish. Like you're allowed to focus on yourself. Everybody is so focused on what they're doing. They don't have time really. Like the people who matter will not come to you and criticize what you're doing or put you Mm. down or make you feel like you, you can't do what you're doing. Um, You'll find that actually people just take you as you are and take your word for what you're doing. And if, if what you're doing is just legit and honest and it's what you want to be doing, big it up be your yeah. own biggest cheerleader shout about it and make sure everyone hears you so I was gonna I was gonna ask you like some advice to people that wanted to get into poetry but I'm assuming you're just gonna say just fucking do it oh man yeah like if you want to get into it do it get into it like if you obviously covid has stopped the gigs but I would encourage mm. anybody once poetry gigs are back up and running if you can get to a local poetry night go because they are never what you expect I've never been to a poetry night especially when I first started going to them and had like my preconceived ideas Mm. um they from the start blew me away and Mm. threw everything I thought of a poetry night just in the bin and created this whole new picture for me the people are wonderful it's such an open non-judgmental environment um and yeah, just it's even if you don't go to perform, just go to experience just the vibe. It's yeah. such a good place to be and for humans to just appreciate each other. It's it's just one of those places. Um, as far as writing goes, um, I always say write as though no one is ever going to hear it. And then if you share it, share it like everybody should, because then you get like the that. most yeah. raw and honest things out of yourself. Never write. Mm. I, I struggle to write, I think, as quick as I used to, partly for that reason, because I know that I want to share it. And I think that right, has an impact okay. on it. So I have to try and go back to my roots of writing for me and not for anybody mm. else. And I'd advise anybody to do that. Um, and also um, be be you, because there isn't one of you already doing it. There is, there might be other people inspiring you and you're looking at them and you're hearing them and you're like, I want to do that. And that's great. Channel it, use it, be Mm. inspired by it, but don't try to be it because you're not that and you can bring something completely new and that is okay. Like, I don't know any rules of poetry. I don't know how to write with rules Mm. and still like I'm able to do what I'm doing. Like if you, like I said earlier, create new ones, like do whatever suits you, Mm. Um, write your own way art is your expression how you want to express yourself so just 
if you as cliche as it is be your be yourself rather than trying to be someone else and to, and also just to add um one of the best pieces of advice I got when I first started performing and I cannot remember for the life of me who told me this I've never been able to remember but whoever it was I owe a lot to because they said to me when you're performing on stage, show every single emotion on stage except fear, unless fear is like in your poem, like you're trying to portray fear yeah, what through, you're going through for, what yeah. you're saying. Um, but basically your nerves and your fear and obviously you're nervous and obviously your anxiety is built up and obviously you might you could be shaking and you're gonna you're gonna be feeling it. But try your best not to show that and show everything else. Um, and that's such a good point because if what you do is performance based you do tend to find the audience kind of feels how you feel um mm. and so show channel all that nervous energy into every single emotion except fear of being on that stage and that's really helped me with my performances mm. is i am um, funny story i actually ran away from my first three poetry performances did you uh, yeah and this was after i'd I'd been doing comedy for a bit and I'd been at these places and done comedy. So it's not like I'd not been on a stage before, but I turned up and the guy was like, Oh, you didn't do some comedy. I was like, no, I've written some poetry. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. We'll get you on. Um, and then I was, he was getting close to when I was going to jump on. And then I, I just literally ran away. I said, Oh mate, I've got to go and just run away. I did that three times. No way. Well, that's, before. you know what? It's, it's totally okay though. Like mm. it, it just, it is what it is. You know, if you needed to get out in that moment, you just get out, but it doesn't mean you can't yeah. go back and try it again. Yeah. And you're doing it, it now. So mm. you obviously yeah. got up there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. My thinking back, my first ever um, open mic was in a theater in Birmingham. So it's quite a big stage and a mm. bit, quite a big audience um, hit the ode. It was called um, a night that runs in Birmingham or ran it at that time in Birmingham. Yeah. And I uh, managed to get on the open mic for that for my first one. And I I did get on the stage. I didn't run away, but I practically ran on, spoke as fast as I could and <laughs> ran off again. It was terrifying. And I told myself I would never perform again after that. So for anybody mm. who is thinking of performing and is absolutely terrified, they can listen to this and know that two poets who now perform like basically ran away from their first performances <laughs> and vowed never to do it again but you can get there like that but you can build up that that confidence and feeling like being on stage is something you want to do and I still get nervous man like the thought mm. of performing oh it makes me feel sick but I love it yeah 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 I know exactly what you mean you have that kind of conflicting feeling don't you um where you're like oh what am I doing oh but fuck it I really want to do it um yeah exactly exactly <laughs> switch up like that that's good um have you i've spoke to a, a fair few poets about this have you ever written with either music on or written to music if that makes sense it does make sense i can't write with music on i can't write with anything on i'm terrible i cannot concentrate on anything more than just what i'm writing my yeah. head is way too loud already um writing to music no, but I have I have written a poem and then my friend has done like a backing track okay, um, to go like underneath it. Um, we're, we did that. Actually, my, my mate also turned one of my poems into a song, which went really well. And I would like okay, I would cool. like that to happen more. I am not I'm not good at writing like I'm not musically minded. I love music. Mm. I just don't I can't write it. I'm not good with it. I, I like hearing it, but I just, mm. people who write music blow my brains yeah. out. 
I just, oh, it blows me away watching Mm. somebody write a song. Like it just throws me off Mm. because I don't know how to process what they're doing. Uh, But my mate does that. So we've collaborated a little bit and would hopefully have more time to do that in the future because Mm. I would love a couple of my poems to be songs or have like a, a, a backing track that I can have on when I'm performing and mm. do do the poem I love I love putting the poems to music I think it sounds great like not not the fact that it's turned into a song but just having a beat behind it it feels yeah. really nice um but I've I did I did a gig once um I want to say it was with Shantytown but I think it was with uh, an event with some of the people that do Shantytown which is an event that runs in in Birmingham uh-huh. Mm. and I, I don't think it was at Shantytown. It was another event, but some of the people who do Shantytown were running it. It was a little while yeah. ago now. Um, but they invited me, and this was the first time that I'd ever done it, and the only time that I've ever done it, was to perform in a poem with a band behind me, and it was completely improvised. Uh, this band was cool. incredible. And they just turned up and they asked me a a couple of questions and they were like, okay, go. And I was like, whoa. Okay. (laughs) So I had, I had the um, microphone in my hand. Like normally I've got Mm. microphone on stand and silence Mm. and I had microphone in hand and a band behind me and I've never done this before. (laughs) And you know what? Considering it was something I'd never done before and I was absolutely terrified and the room, oh my God, the room, because it was music as well. Like poetry nights fluctuate in numbers. This place was packed out and it was so loud and I was like holy crap but it was really fun and it turned into a bit more of a rap because of the music behind me and I really yeah. enjoyed doing it I'd never done anything like that before mm. and the one thing I took away from that is I would love to do it again but with a load of rehearsal because I think it could be it went really well but you I could felt, tie it up yeah oh I felt like it could have been incredible and so hopefully yeah. in the future I, I will be put in poetry to music I think that's like a future venture to take my poems mm. that are already written in another way and hopefully reach even more people then through another another way yeah. um but I personally am not musically minded and I could mm. not do that without a collaboration yeah without some help I can hear have that. you have you ever done it not not intentionally but I like my my head, do you know, you said like your head, there's so much going off in your head that you, you can't do it with, you have to work in silence. Mine's yeah. kind of the opposite. Like I have to have something distracting me so that I can focus. Oh, so, wow. Like it's almost everything I've ever written. I do to some music. Um, and sometimes it influences what I'm doing. Um, sometimes I write to the beat without realizing I've written to the beat. That's cool though. Um, and then, and then I've like written about, I've written something. Um, like there was a there was a J Cole song that I've written just something to while I was just I just had it on, and then I I reading it back and I was like oh, I don't sound right. Then I got myself back in the same mind space. So I put the song back on and I was reading it. And I was like, oh that that actually flows quite well with that. Like and nice. I was just sat there going like I didn't expect that to happen. Um, because I've um, asked some other people and no one that I know that does poetry writes with music on. They find it really distracting. They find it, um, cause I even just, it's not even instrumentals when I'm writing, it's just songs. Like it's just songs with people singing along in like rapping in them, singing in them. Um, and they was like, how do you concentrate? I was like, 
So my head's got that much going off. I have to have something on to make me concentrate. But then I think that subconsciously influences what I'm doing. And I, and like you said, I do want to kind of sit and do it intentionally to see what the outcome would be because I've not really done that yet. Yeah. But it is, it is on my list of things to do. Yeah, it sounds like you might be like in a really good position to do that, especially if you work with music in the background as well. Mm. Like that would be, ah, oh, you should definitely give that a go when you get a chance. But mm. I know, I know people who like do their work, like as in their their like their job, their work with mm. like intense work, and they've got music playing. See, I can't even do that. Like if I was trying to learn something really? or to to do some work or so, yeah, I can't have it. So you, that's impressive that you can have other lyrics going off behind you and write mm. more words um i have got a little game to see whether you'd be able to figure it out and it's called shakespeare or rapper okay um so i'm going to read you a line uh-huh. and then it is up to you to try and figure out if that is a line from a shakespeare play or if it is a line from a rap song i am absolutely down right let me pick one of these then. Right. First one. I'm going to try read it as monotone as possible to take <laughs> any anything out of it. So I don't know whether that'll make it harder or easier, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, so the first one is, I didn't cry because my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger. Is that a rapper? Yes, it is. Tupac, Dear Mama. Good. Yeah. Um, that's one. I'll, I'll mark your points down. Um, right, next one. A sword sliced to the. No, that one's rubbish. I'll edit that out. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Don't edit that out. Leave it in. <laughs> I was reading. I was like, that's oh, not man, even a thing. So that's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrible. Right, we're gonna go with a heart like yours that pumps blood and oxygen and insecurities. Uh, rapper. Yes, good again. That was a caller. I, f- I I actually feel like you're a, a massive rap nerd. Uh, can you imagine if I just was having you on, knowing that this game was coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I've got this. He's not going to get don't know. any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know any rappers, and I right. don't know what yeah. Shakespeare does either. Who's that? Who's that? Shakespeare? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> He's my favourite poet, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Um, I am going to go for, when you do dance, I wish you a wave of the sea. Mm. Read it again. When you do dance, I wish you a wave of the sea. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, this is the first one. I'm like, what? Is it a rapper? No, that one was... That one was Shakespeare. I was, was going to say that one was Tupac. Yeah, no, that was Shakespeare. Oh, I didn't. I don't know why. I felt like it was more rappy. Mm. All right. Right. Next one. Men would rather use their broken records than their bare hands. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, rapper. Shakespeare. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, that is from. I think it's Othello. Yeah, that was from Othello. That was a cool line. Yeah, I, I read that. I was like. I, I was reading that going, oh I think God. that's wrong. I think I think that is. Um, right, we'll go for one. I know, one I was like, more. gotta be a rapper. <laughs> You've had two right and two wrong, so this is gonna be the final. Oh man, one, make or break. Don't embarrass um, yourself, yeah. Come 
I woke up early on my born day. I'm 20 years of blessing. The essence of adolescence leaves my body. Now I'm fresh in. Dude, if that is not a rapper, I'm dead. That is a rapper, right? <laughs> Are you sure? Because it it's your final one. Oh, don't mess with me. I'm going rapper. You're going rapper? Yeah, it was Naz. Yeah. I was going to, like, that was Good. such a rapper thing. Like, there was no way that, if that had been Shakespeare, I was about to drop this mic and leave. Like, no way. I, I, I tried the double bluff there, thinking if I pick, pick one that's so obviously rap, you might think it's not for that reason. Don't tell me that was obvious after I just got it right. You're supposed to be like, that was such a tough round. Yeah. Well done, uh, It was the hardest one. Hardest one of them all. Well, anyway, three out of... Although, yeah, you got all three of the rappers right and both of the <laughs> Shakespeare ones. Won. Hang on, you were just so, you were just about to compliment me and then you realised three out of five is uh, above average. Well no, done. No, that, that was a compliment. Especially, as you're saying, you don't know rap. You got all of the rappers right. Um, and just and thought the others forgot. were rappers. Yeah, just just forgot about your favourite poet for some reason. <laughs> I just forgot poets exist. Yeah. That's it. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. Um, that's that's everything for me. I think. I think I've got. I think I've asked everything that I wanted to. Have you got anything to plug? Yes, I would love to. Okay, so plug away. The book that I've mentioned a couple of times mm. throughout the conversation. Um, it's my debut poetry collection, but it's. It tells a bit of a story. It's it's not like a collection of poems that bounce backwards and forwards. It kind of takes you on a bit of a journey and hopefully um, raises some awareness around mental health issues, suicide, sexual violence, and also love and heartbreak because I think mm. we underestimate how much of an impact they have on our mental health. So that, that book is called Unorthodox and it's published with Verve Poetry Press. Um, mm. So it's available on their website, verbpoetrypress.com, but also I have my own website, which is jemimahughespoet.co.uk. And if anybody was to order the book through that website, I will sign it and send it myself. Um, other than that, on that website, there is a page called support. And if anybody is struggling right now with their mental health or a domestic abuse, sexual violence situation, you can go on that website. Again, I'll just repeat it for this purpose, jemimahughespoet.co.uk support page. And there is numbers um, and contacts to reach out to if you are struggling with a situation you're in right now, please reach out for help because you are worth helping and there is help out there for you. Um, other than that, poetry-wise, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Jemima underscore unspoken on all of those. And then the most recent thing I'm doing is a, a mental health project to hopefully raise more awareness, understanding and acknowledgement for people who are dealing with mental health issues. Um, so this project is is partly written interviews, which are going up as blog posts on my website that I just mentioned, and they'll be up weekly. Um, and the other half of the project is video so like vlogs that are going up on my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is called Unorthodox and eventually there's not one up there yet but I'm due to start over the next couple of weeks they're going to go up every two weeks a video interview with different person every couple of weeks talking about their mental health um, the struggles they've had um, I've got all sorts going on on there from anxiety depression PTSD to personality disorders um, we're going to try and cover as much as we can just in the hope that hearing loads of people's different stories creates more understanding and I do feel like education around anything but in this case mental health slash illness 
creates understanding, understanding creates acceptance and acceptance for people who are struggling with their mental health is absolutely crucial for them to live more comfortably and to reach out for help. So hopefully that will that will do that. So if you can get onto the Unorthodox YouTube channel and subscribe and just wait and see what comes up over the coming months. Brilliant. I tell you what I'll do as well. I will link all of that stuff in the notes. So wherever you're listening to it, if you listen to this on Spotify or on the the website, um, all of these things that 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 you know that have just been mentioned are going to be linked in there. So you can just literally click on it and it'll take you straight through to wherever you need to go. That'll be amazing. Thank you so yeah. much. And it'll be and it'll be easier than you guys trying to rewind it to try and listen to write it down and this and that. You can just kind of click on the link and just yeah. put it straight through. Um, apart from that, thank you very much. That has been brilliant that's been really really enjoyed pleasure. That. thank you yeah. so much um that has been awesome i was i was thinking i don't even know how or why you, i started following you on instagram like i literally have no idea yeah uh, no i don't i'm not quite sure how we got in touch for the first no, time i don't i literally don't have a clue but i'm glad whatever the reason was i'm glad it did what i'm glad oh, it happened I'm so this glad. Been brilliant. yeah this has been really cool i've really enjoyed this. i'm really looking forward to meeting you in the future and we'll, mm. well i'm sure we'll yeah. end up at the same gigs at some point yeah i was gonna say um i want to i will have to come up and or when you're touring the stuff or when you've got some bits on i'll have to come up and see it in Birmingham. hang on or... you just said you're in nottingham i am i my first gig has been live gig since lockdown has been booked back in um, okay so as long as there there's no issues and lockdown has to go back in place I should be in Nottingham at a, an event called Poetry Scum on the 20th. Ah, are, you ta- are you taking the piss? I am not taking the piss. Don't joke. Are you going to be there? I'm on after you. <gasps> are you the comedian? Yeah. Jeff, oh, no. <laughs> no way. I'm so excited. <laughs> I oh. knew there was a comedian. I had no idea it was you. That's actually fucking hilarious. That's so funny. I'm... What the fuck, Jay? Okay. That is actually fucking brilliant. Um, oh, well, I'll see you there I am then. Def majorly looking forward. I was looking forward to that anyway, but I am. That is, yeah, I'm absolutely gassed about that now. Oh my god, I cannot believe that just happened. I am that so is, stoked. Literally, you like, other. I was like, nah, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be that, is it? Nah, it's not. Oh wait, Dude, it might. I didn't even like, click when you said Nottingham earlier. I didn't even go. You're there in like three weeks' time. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I'm so yeah, stoked right now. That's, yeah, that's sick. That is cool. So sick. Oh, I'm so looking forward to meeting you. <laughs> yeah, that's mean. Um, that is that is. It's did well. Jesse messaged me the other day and was like, "Do you fancy doing some some comedy?" Because she saw me do some comedy and was like, "Yeah." Um, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, get me on." But she didn't even tell me who else was on. So that that is really that's so funny because she said yeah. that she she messaged me and she was like, um, she usually has two acts. She either has like a poet and a mm. musician, or a poet comedian, musician comedian. Mm. And she uh, she said she was going for a comedian, and I was like, "That's cool." And she she did not tell me your name, but she told me like she was bigging up how funny you are, and like she's seen you before, and that she was she was really stoked to get you in. And she was like, "I think it'll be a nice contrast because." I do quite like intense serious stuff mm. a lot of the time and then she was like I thought it'd be nice to have a comedian after you and I was like this sounds perfect I'm so excited comedy is right up my street I cannot wait and now it's you and I can't that's believe absolute, it that's that, mad. Uh, yeah that is such a small Dude, world that's absolutely so mental yeah that's brilliant this is like um, this is a good day I'm enjoying it 
Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. This is. I mean, I was knackered after work today, but I'm, I've got energy now. Like, I feel like I could go run a marathon. Yes. I'm good to go. Yes. I did also just want to plug something that I'm doing. I'm putting together a poetry collection called Race: Rebelling Against Crimes and Exploitation. Now, this is an open call to anybody writers rappers poets spoken word artists non-writers if you fancy having a go get involved i'm creating a collection of poets from people hopefully across the country that are to do with race crime exploitation equality injustice culture and society and it doesn't matter if you've had zero or a hundred poems published before i want to hear from you you can get in touch with me at sandy rights on all social medias via my website sandywrites.co.uk anyhow you want get involved if you've got something you're unsure about let me know and i can tell you but it'll be great to hear from some more people and get some more people involved i look forward to hearing from you thank you very much Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed making it. I will include all of the links in the description so you can click on those straight away so you don't have to keep going back and forth. Also, complete coincidence that we are headlining the gig together and I cannot wait for it. It's going to be sick. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment on the podcast. Let me know what you think to it. Let other people know about it. Apart from that, thank you very much for listening. Peace.